Hello and welcome to KLC Corner, a podcast series from the team at KLC Recruitment, where we talk about all things recruitment, HR and consulting. Today, I'm sitting with our director, Chris Sacco, and we're talking all things aged care. How are you today, Chris? I'm good, thanks, Liz. How are you? I'm good. I'm very well. So I want to talk about the aged care standards. Um, In particular, I want to focus on standard seven today, which we know is the human resource standard. So I understand that this standard is based on an organisation using a skilled and qualified individual like yourself to deliver safe, respectful and quality care and services. So you're required to not only do your normal HR consulting work that you do with our clients, but you also go over and above to ensure the safety and quality of staff and residents at aged care homes. So I guess, what are the main requirements of aged care seven and why is it applicable to you? Really interesting, Liv. So this new standards, which are really no longer new, have been in operation for now effectively over 12 months. They came into effect on the 1st of July, 2019. But this standard alone, the human resources one, continues to be an ongoing challenge for most providers. With the Royal Commission still in progress, this is the one standard that you would be reluctant to ever think you have ticked off with 100% assurance. Whilst we have an ageing population and changing needs in the level of care our residents require, then so do the changing requirements and skills of our staff need to change to accommodate and support these needs. So standard seven covers off so many things that need to be considered. It's not just the obvious ones like staff numbers. It's also staff onboarding, selection, reference checking, clients checks, discrimination, training and retraining, systems training, OH&S, injury reporting, performance appraisals, creations of master rosters, which is ever changing depending on the needs of the residents, inductions, policies and procedures. And you know what, I've probably left out a whole heap. So it just seems like an endless list. Yeah, wow, there is a lot to tick off with that. So at KLC, we have a wide range of aged care clients, which we recruit for and consult for. You do most of the consulting. So I guess, what do you have to ensure that our aged care clients meet with these requirements of Standard 7? I think um, certainly knowledge is power in this one. It's been said that when the new standards came out 12 months ago, that most providers would have said, I'm already doing that, so I don't know what the change is. But what evidence is finding is that perhaps the paperwork has been fantastic and the care has been substandard, or in fact, the other way around, where the care for the resident has been superior, but the paperwork does not support it. The standards are around the consumer dignity and choice. So if we cannot provide evidence that we have provided the service, explain the risk and observe behavioural changes, guess what? It's questionable that it ever happened. Speaking to a lawyer who has given evidence at the Royal Commission in the last 12 months, he states that if it's not written that a resident ate a meat pie, for example, then with hindsight, we can't prove it. Now, it seems like a minor fact, but it is about a choice. That might end up being the very evidence you need to answer a complaint with the aged care commissioner. And when they come knocking on your door, that's what they're looking at, all the evidence-based information that you can provide. So it's all about ongoing education, upskilling, empowering of staff, providing the tools to be the best that they can at their jobs and supporting them to allow them a voice through a feedback platform and asking them to help you with continuous improvement, which is so important. I think that most staff benefit from experiences and examples. So being able to explain how and why we do things and then the benefits of using all the tools to obtain the best outcome is predominantly what care staff are hoping for. On the job training is still a desired way of learning using audit tools as well to assess standards, not just standard seven, but all of them, 
will give you reason to sit up and reflect and continue to improve and to challenge your process. Amazing. So standard seven outlines that an organisation is expected to use a structured approach to recruitment, rostering, scheduling and retaining staff. How have you implemented this? So ideally you will have staff who are familiar to the facility um, and to the resident. So that's helpful in maintaining for them routine and structure. In an ideal world, there are no unscheduled absences that cannot be managed within the support network that you've created. However, the reality is that we live in changing time. And whilst this year is all about COVID-19, last year was about influenza and next year it may be about something else. So the best thing to do is to be prepared. The ideal doesn't always work. Implementing a great rostering system that allows knowledge of staff's availability is as simple as downloading an app with push notifications to staff to make them aware of available shifts. As mentioned earlier, it's not always care staff that we need. Recently, we've had to have an influx of leisure and lifestyle workers and equally as important is a growth in our general cleaning resources just for the safety of our residents. The benefits I offer to the aged care facilities that I have is my amazing team of great recruiters and the work that they do to have a, a task force of skilled, trained and certified individuals who can step in to assist when the ideal scenario doesn't work. So an example of that is how we've had to adjust during COVID and the lockdown is that we've hired more leisure and lifestyle staff to assist with internal entertainment and activities, Skyping skills for family interaction, and that's taken the angst away from our residents who have been somewhat independent in the past. We are able to provide also to our potential employees online training so that all the mandatory compliance checks are up to date and valid and that we are providing superior candidates in both a casual and ongoing position. We do have a pretty good recruitment team at KLC, don't we? <laughs> now, I understand that the aged care sector are constantly reviewing workforce levels of their policies and their staff, so therefore conducting frequent audits and staff performance reviews. How do you respond to the performance reviews when you find an issue within the staff? Performance reviews are interesting in these times, so it's still as important as they've always been and essential as a continuous improvement tool for both parties. So. Performance should be an opportunity for both parties to express learnings and requirements and areas for improvement and observations. Robust conversations can sometimes be hard to have and harder to hear, but are essential to be able to deliver the best required care to residents and support to staff and management. So when you appoint, you're required to have a solid onboarding process, followed by a robust induction and a one and a two and a three month review. And when probation is up, there should be no surprises. Our job as employers is to ensure we give the best platform for training and growth that we can. People are our strongest assets. Investment in them comes back twofold. And of course, never avoid conflict. Embrace it in the moment. It's really important with our staffing numbers that ratios are still considered to be a really big topic. So we will need to increase our staff numbers, but we need to have the best staff currently so they can continue to be our mentors going forward. Yeah. Now you did touch on this briefly, but you spoke a little bit about COVID-19 and how the situation has impacted the aged care sector. So when it comes to managing issues and risks, how have you managed it during the current pandemic? I think we all know that things are changing at a rapid rate. So keeping abreast of changes almost becomes a full-time job in itself. Staying in contact with the appropriate authorities for information and sharing that has been a daily requirement. 
Working across different states as I do requires multiplying the information and being able to keep residents, staff and families abreast of what the changes are and importantly keeping them best informed so we don't panic anyone. The health and wellbeing of our residents and staff have been paramount through these unusual times. Allowing staff to seek clarification and to offer support to them if they feel unwell has allowed us to minimise any negative situations. We recently have had an unannounced visit at one of our facilities and we have passed that with flying colours. Specifically, they were looking at outbreak and infection control measures and proud to say that we ticked all the boxes, so that was great. Managing the process and the resources with supporting evidence is paramount and knowing how to put things like your PPE on and taking it off is important and how to show and ensure safety and dignity is also important. That's fantastic. Well done with that. Um, now, we widely see in the media that aged care centres are under fire for things such as elder abuse. So how do you manage staff and ensure that they're acting in a caring, kind and respectful way? Really, this is about education, knowledge, education. This really should not be considered a new standard, but a minimum consistent requirement. Elder abuse is one of those categories that covers off so many areas again. It's physical, it's mental, it's financial and emotional and all of these areas need to be treated incredibly seriously. We are required to report any claims, and this can be quite terrifying as the police will come to the facility as it's treated as domestic violence in their home. This is something that we would try to avoid at all costs. This can happen from a family member, a resident to resident, and of course, carer to resident or vice versa. This process requires very careful HR management of residents, families, and care staff. HR is a team that will best ascertain the events leading up to the alleged situation. Thorough investigation is required and support writing is also essential. And again, referring to any documents that may be in the system and hopefully you're using a great system may be just what makes the difference. On a day-to-day -day basis, it's the observations you make for best practice. The right staff will no longer be complacent. They'll have a natural affiliation to the elderly, be respectful, helpful, and seek the best help that they can. Unfortunately, there have been a few poor examples of carers that were reported in the press that have led to an investigation under elder abuse, but we have a zero tolerance for this type of behaviour. I'm personally saddened for these examples and every healthcare worker that I have ever talked to or we employ feels very much the same way. So rigour in your recruitment process can eliminate these candidates and ongoing training can re-educate them. It's also really important that elder abuse can come from residents and loved ones. So it's up to us to educate our staff and make them aware of what signs to look for. Yeah, that's great. I really love the passion in your voice when you talk about the aged care sector. You really do know everything across all the standards and especially the HR part of it. So finally, we'll finish with why should an aged care facility engage KLC recruitment? I think, you know, for the bigger facilities out there that have a larger support network or a central HR, you're potentially okay. You don't need to engage services because you're protected by a larger infrastructure. But for the smaller providers, really, we just know what we know. So how do we know what best practice is? And how do you keep up? How do you seek legal advice? That's quite an expensive cost as well. So KLC can provide a support system that you may not have already thought of before. So it might be as simple as finding great staff, tick, we can do that. But it also might be about policies and procedures and providing training. It might be about uh, helping you with an audit to make sure that you're on track. Personally, I've had to investigate some elder abuse claims and aged care complaints. And I have endured announced and unannounced visits they can be quite daunting. 
So to have somebody like me on your team makes that process a lot easier. So KLC can provide you assistance that will ensure standard seven is ticked off, but we can also help you with all the others, one through eight, and we have absolute confidence that we can help you get through. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Chris. If you'd like more information on how you can engage KLC services, please visit our website at www.klcrecruitment.com.au. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Liv.